to all my guys, gals, and non-binary pals of audio podcast land. I am your lovely Marshall, Mikey, for this amazing game, and welcome to another episode of Red Harvest, a Deadlands Noir actual play podcast. You can follow me on my personal social medias at PopCultureGeek, or you could follow us at those same social medias at D&D Vibe Tribe Production. Make sure to give us a like and follow to stay up to date on all the projects we got going on, which is a lot apparently. Seven actual play podcasts and three regular podcasts for a total of ten, ladies and gentlemen. So there's a little something for everyone. But tonight, I am joined by my amazing cast of Red Harvest. Without them, this game is not possible, so we're going to go around. They're going to introduce themselves, plug any socials and projects they got going on currently, and also tell the lovely listening audience who they are playing tonight. So, eeny meeny miny mo, Kilty Boy, you are the first to go. Hello everyone and good evening. I, of course, am Kiltman42. I have no socials because I try to be as... Yeah. Anyway, uh, I, of course, am playing our beloved, beloved Bear Gary the Goblin. And he loves everyone who buys drinks from him. It's a very auspicious day, I feel. So let's get down into the nitty gritty because someone disappeared in front of me and I'm about to go, what the fuck? Yes, we will get into that juiciness in a little bit. But the next player that I have joining us tonight is the one and only Tanner. Hello, everybody. I am Tanner, also known as Grisquatch over on the TikToks. And you can usually find me on Fridays uh, for Secrets of Alterian on the Cantrip cast. Um... I play... Where was I going with this? You're on the Cantrip cast. I'm on the Cantrip cast. Um, also, Benji's Guide to Red Tookie Island is funded. It is being it is being printed right... Or it's about to be getting into the starting process of printing. Anyway, we're finalizing everything on that. We're funded. Everything's getting ready to be pushed off to the printers and then mass produced. And you guys can order it as you wish. Or you can either have a physical copy or a PDF form if you would like. Yes. And tonight I'll be playing Hank Skinner. Detective Hank Skinner. <sighs> if you haven't already, go support this project. It's amazing. The people behind it are great as... I say this because Grizz is my friend, and we support the homies here at D&D Tribe. Hashtag support the homies. Yes, hashtag support the homies. Speaking of supporting your homies, the next homie I have joining us tonight is Jace. Hi, everybody. I'm JC Vanguard from TikTok. I don't get on there much, but I plan to come back eventually. Uh, tonight, I'll be playing Miles Devlin. Our crafty little street magician who likes to play with cards and likes to gamble every once in a while. And boy, howdy, did he get himself into a pickle for this one. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, we'll see how many knows himself. We shall see. May the dice gods ever be in your favor. But of course, last but certainly not least, we have Josh. Hello everyone, guten Abend. Uh, I'm Josh. You can also uh, follow me on TikTok at MGPreacher. You can also follow me on Instagram at MGPreacherMark2. And tonight, I will be playing Chris Remington, 
New Orleans' favorite private eye. <laughs> if this is your first time joining us, this party concept is amazing. We got pr two private dicks, a bartender, and a street magician, so go figure. We'll see. Bootlegger, excuse you. Sorry, two private dicks, a bootlegger, and a grifter. <laughs> or Technically, he's not a private dick. What? He, well, what's the pup say? Skinner's a cop. Okay, let me rephrase this. One's a public <laughs> dick. One is a private dick. One is a boot legger, not a boot licker. And one is a street magician. So a private dick, a public dick, a drunken dick, and just nuggly dick. Bad yours, bitch. <laughs> uh, you haven't seen mine. Yeah. Uh, Yet. We talked oh, about what well, This is a good thing that this podcast is, has an explicit rating, ladies and gentlemen. But with that out of the way, let us get into it for tonight. So, last time we left off on Red Harvest, after Chris had an acid trip, which was an interesting experience. The rest of you guys made your way to his office after he gave you a little phone call where you discussed teaming up temporarily with Mr. Baptiste and Ridley O'Reilly in trying to figure out what the hell Mr. Bordeaux is up to at the Devil's Playground. Upon discussing and coming to terms with a deal, uh, thanks to the many misadventures of Gary's family, who apparently one of them is a tailor, who knew? All of you got some snazzy outfits as you made your way to the Devil's Playground for an evening of investigation, amongst other vices, apparently. Once, <laughs> once inside, to put it nicely, things got interesting to say the least. There was some gambling involved, there was some liquor being thrown, there was a mis- you know, for some reason... A mob daughter's boss happened to be there as well. Uh, our police officer met a lovely little lady who took him to the back into the tropical room where she closed the door. And uh, may or may not have a thing for him. We shall revisit. We shall visit that tonight. But more importantly, Miles ended up talking to Mr. Bordeaux. And upon uh, the conversation, got transported to a another realm where Gary witnessed the disappearance firsthand and figured that shit's about to go sideways. Where Miles finds himself in front of an otherworldly poker table and getting ready to start to gamble for his life. So that's where we're actually going to start tonight. So Miles, as you are sitting at this poker table once again you find in your pockets that you have three poker chips you're used to the feel the weight and especially the appearance of this poker chips however the design is a little bit different than most issue regulated poker chips these ones have the standard kind of like red and white color but as you take a look at the further detailings of the poker chip, you see that there is kind of a shimmery 
layer of mist on it. And as you take a look and rub it further, you start to see what seems to be pieces of different memories of your own life inside these poker chips. And as you look at them, you see that around the edges, one is labeled mind, one is labeled body, and one is labeled soul. Let's see, we're playing a high stakes game. Well, of course, Miles, I only play for keeps. I don't gamble for money or anything like that. The stakes are much more personal, as you can see. So, it states mind. Does that mean my mind will go crazy or my mind will be under your power? Hmm. Who's to say? The only way to find out is if you lose that chip. Which shouldn't be too long now. You have quite a confidence in you, sir. Well, of course. I have played many of game. I haven't lost a single game in 40 years, my good fellow. 40 years? Man, you don't look a day over 40 yourself. How old are you, Julie? Mm. Give or take. I've only really started doing this kind of, uh gambling last 40 years, but uh, I have previous incarnations, give or take the math. they about 525 years old, if you give or take. Excuse me, you... Okay. If we're gonna play... I'm so... I'm blown away by how old you are, but questions as though we may be. We're playing a game, high stakes, lives on the line. Is your life on the line? Well, of course. As he snaps his fingers, you just see a multitude of chips appear on the table. I'm not just gambling with mine, but I'm... Gambling with the reserve of chips I have gathered over the couple of centuries I've been around. Okay, fair enough. Um, what's the game? <laughs> Blackjack, poker, rummy. What we playing? Whatever you. Goldfish? Whatever you fancy, Miles. Anything you like. If we're gonna gamble, let's gamble the proper way. Blackjack it is. Uh, Mr. Bordeaux kind of just nods and looks in the direction of the dealer. The dealer nods and then takes a fresh deck of cards, undoes the seal on it, takes the cards out and begins shuffling them in front of both of you and hands each of you some cards and then lays the rest next to it to the dealer. Now then, let the games begin. Okay, GM note, you do know what Blackjack is, right? Mm-hmm. 
21. Yes. Just making sure. I know. Okay. Just making, wow, just making it's sure. 13. <laughs> I mean, for those of uh, for those who can't count, 13 is actually a pretty good number to get to. <laughs> it's always a fucky number for me. Listen, I have may never gambled a day in my life, but I am no slouch when it comes to the culture of these things. I know what blackjack is. What do you take me for, uncultured swine? Typically, dealer tries to, uh, has to try to draw to 16 and mm -hmm. must stand on 17. Alright. Well, I guess let the stakes begin. Okay. So, <laughs> here's what I want you to do. So, my good friend, so Jace, we're going to do a contested roll against each other. Now, the way that this is going to work is that you are going to roll a gambling for me. Now, whatever dice you have for gambling, I will match you with it and we will do this evenly. Same rules apply to both. So what is your die for gambling, if you even have the skill? I have a D8 gambling, thank you. Cool. That means I will use a D8, and the exploding rules apply for both of us. So we're going to roll, and then we'll go from there. Okay, fair enough. Um, we're starting now, right? Yep. Okay. Well, I got an eight already. Cool. And I'm not kidding. Here, hold on. <laughs> Just <sucks. laughs> eight already. Nice. <laughs> so twelve. Very, very nice. Okay. So I would fucking lose it if you just got an eight yourself. No, I got close though. I got a seven. So. Okay. Miles, as you begin the game, and as it narratively will say that each roll is like a couple rounds or so to kind of speed it up a little bit. But as the first couple of rounds go, you find yourself once again not a stranger to blackjack and for the first couple of rounds you find yourself winning and gaining more and more of mr bordeaux's chips of course he makes some faces and just laughs it off as if nothing's happening but yeah it seems that you're doing quite well you're off to a hot start let's keep it hot <laughs> okay Mr. Bordeaux, you, you said you don't lose. <laughs> you seem to be losing quite well right now. Well, of course. Any good poker player has... No, any blackjack player has... Mm, the rough starts once in a while. But I'm not worried. <laughs> you better be. <laughs> Alright, I guess roll again. Alright, here we go. I got a six. 
I got a 14. The fuck? <laughs> rolled an 8. And then rolled a 6. Isn't it fun to use your own skills against you? <laughs> Love you too. Mwah. So as the next couple of rounds pass... Miles, you seem to start to understand that you get the feeling Mr. Bordeaux is playing you for a fool. You can tell that he probably let you win the first couple of rounds, only to start to whittle away down at you. And then once again, you find yourself left with just your three poker chips. <laughs> now what was it that you were saying earlier, Miles, that I seem to be losing a lot? Well, my friend, you seem to be in the same predicament. <laughs> I see how it is. Fair enough. Let's let's make a deal. What kind? You trade in one of your chips that actually affect you. I'll play one of mine that affect me. And I don't mean none of your servants or winners' chips. I mean your chips. Better yet, you play one of yours, I'll play two of mine. Make me a persuasion check. So remember, if you have no die in persuasion, it's an automatic d4, and then your final result, minus two. Um, hold on. I exploded once. Exploded twice. Exploded three times. I gotta reroll. I don't have any more D4. So. Uh, okay, so. What was it? So One, you tw two, three, four, sixteen. Minus two is fourteen. Oh, not done. Not done. Not done. <laughs> Still. Oh, jeez. Nineteen. I have a D4 in it. Mm -hmm. So, nineteen. Plus three, uh, I'm sorry, 19 total. 19 total. So, Damn. 17. Yeah. No, because I had a D4 in it. I bought one D4 in Persuasion. Yes, but, oh, so he is just a flat D4, so he doesn't have then to minus flat two. flat D4. Yeah, he doesn't have to <clears> if he... <throat> Damn. <laughs> nice. Holy shit. That's not even a success with the raise. That's like a success with like four raises. What the hell, bro? <laughs> So that is de I hope that's not my last explosion. Watch it. Oh, the dice gods. Are you just jinxed you. yourself. <laughs> I know, bro. You put it out in the universe. So as you make this deal or you lay out the terms, you see Mr. Bordeaux kind of crack a very sinister curling smile again to appear on his face. I see that you're just playing straight for the kill. <laughs> I like you already, Miles. All right, then. Two of yours versus one of mine. As he puts his three personal chips in his hand, he takes out one. But let's add the D. Let's add something sweet to the pot, then, shall we? And he snaps his fingers, and you, on your side of the table, Miles, have three more chips. 
So. What are these, Mr. Bordeaux? Well, I will explain it in a little bit. Why don't you take a look at those chips first? So as I, I, I go to examine them. <laughs> so as you examine the chips, each of them is, so you started the game with three red and white chips and each of these three chips are three different colors. One yellow, one blue, one green. As you take a look at these three chips, once again, kind of same misty kind of appearance coat on the center of the poker chip. But as you take a deeper look at it, you see that each of these three chips has a moving image of your three compatriots. One has Gary in it, one has Hank, and one has Chris all showing in real time what they are doing currently. Oh, oh. <laughs> now, Mr. Now, Miles. One of them was on his back. <laughs> if you wish to keep self-preservation and hold your own chips for later, you can bet the chips of your comrades. And should you lose those, well, let's just say that the story will be rewritten a little bit of what happens to them. You expect me to play with my friends' lives? Are they really your friends, or just people with common goals? Associates though they may be, friends are friends. <laughs> well... I know they'd have my back, as I'd have theirs in this moment. Although money may be only be a questioning statement for me, maybe my main goal. You don't you don't go back on someone that's gotten six. I didn't foresee you as the optimist type, Mr. Miles. Oh, it's going to be so lovely to break that optimism of yours down piece by piece. It's gonna be lovely taking you with mine. <laughs> Alright then. Let's do this. Okay. Let's roll. So two so I have to ask which two chips are you using for this gamble? Since you're doing two versus his one. What were my original three? So your original three are body, mind, and soul. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to put my body and mind up. Okay. So as you slide those two over, Mr. Bordeaux slides his body chip forward. <laughs> All right, then. Let's see who's the winner in this. Okay, Jace, roll for gambling. Okay, I exploded once. I got 13. Fuck, I saw him roll twice. 
No. 20. What the fuck? <laughs> Two eights and a four. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. <sighs> so as the rounds continue, Miles, there's no way you stood a chance for this couple of rounds. So as you deal your final hand, thinking that you have a small piece of victory here, Mr. Bordeaux just shatters any optimism you had being declared the ultimate winner for at least these two chips. So Mr. Bordeaux just begins to snicker. <laughs> Are you still feeling optimistic now, boy? I've never felt so broken. But, like you said, optimism is a key thing of myself. So, I'm going to try one more time. <laughs> I still have one chip. And oh. You have two of mine. I'm going to go all in. So you're betting your last personal chip as well as the chips of your three compatriots. I am. <laughs> well then. I will go all in as well. He puts his two remaining chips on the table. And I will bet all of these as well as just snap of the fingers, the rest of the poker chips that he has at his arsenal get pushed to the table. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You said all of his poker chips that he has at his arsenal? Yep, you said all in, so he's ma he's going all Bro, in, too. Roll high. <laughs> so, you, you're saying uh, this is GM, GM player moment. Um, <laughs> you're saying if I win this, if I somehow roll good, which is at this point not likely. If I somehow roll good, I get him and all of his lackeys too. Well, you have to do a little investigation. Well, you have to do a little investigation as to what the chips he's in his possession actually are. But if you win, you get them all. Now, the you same don't necessarily have to roll super well. You just huh. gotta hope that he rolls super shit. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Mikey to Jace. Really yeah. right so Mikey to Jace. <laughs> so just to understand, you're going all in. So that so what that means is you're betting your last personal chip, and then you're also betting the chip of your friends. So, is that what you still want to do? Yeah. Okay. I don't want to, but I have no choice. <laughs> I'm doing this is This is high stakes. This is my life and their lives now. I feel your anticipation. I'm getting excited as well. Okay. So, let the rolls begin. Go for it. You go first. Do you want me to go first, or do you want to go first? Roll together. Okay, so on the count of three, we'll start and then we'll look at each other as we're done and we'll go from there. 
All right, so three, two, one, roll. Okay, I've exploded twice so far. I love this. I'm still going. That's three. That's four. I have five plus two, so five times, so it's 42. Ooh. Please tell me I fucking beat you. I mean, you would have. Wave question. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? Alright, what's your question, Kill? Didn't we have some type of inspiration? Or something of that nature? So, each of you does have a Benny. So the way that a Benny works is you can re-roll if you wish. Now, I have one as well. True. <laughs> well, technically, I actually have one for every player at the start of each session. But to be fair, for this one, I will only have one for this session. So, now I'm going to tell you what I got. And then you can decide whether you want to redo it, and then I'll throw in my Benny, and we'll do this again. So you got a 42, correct? I'm only going to re-roll one die. I'm not re-rolling. I'm I want to keep the 40. I'll re-roll the one that's sunk low. Okay. And I'll roll I'll, like, I'll the phone, and I will sink it, and we will all go <laughs> Okay. So you got a 42, correct? Yes. Okay. So I beat you, but only by one, because I got a 43. <laughs> All right, that's it, Benny. Okay, I'm going to throw mine in, too. This is going to... So, we'll see what happens next. <laughs> All right, you can see it, right? Is that a clear one to see? I mean, you got to get closer, but we're... Bro, we're podcasting. We can't see this. You got to describe it. All right, three? Yeah, but it's for everyone here. This is for everyone here, okay. not for the people on the podcast. I'm sorry, everyone on the podcast. This is for us. We will tell you what we got. All right, you ready? So three, no. two, one, roll. I got a six. Okay, what does that bring your total? That makes it 46. 45. Yes! Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> that was a butt. Oh my <sighs> Oh my goodness. I can't be mad. I can't. <laughs> okay. So here's what happens. Both you and Mr. Bordeaux go in, all in. And for a while, it is back and forth. You keep trading chips back and forth, back and forth. Mr. Bordeaux plays his hand thinking that he has you cornered. However, for you, Miles, you know what it's like to be pushed to the edge and to have to rely on your instinct and your sharpness to be able to figure out what's going on. And just as Mr. Bordeaux plays his hand, starting to slowly get the chips from the table to bring it back to this, his side of the table, you lay your final hand down and you beat him with a better hand than he has. So as he looks at your hand, there is a momentary stillness 
in his face. He blinks a couple times and just without even saying a word, just looks at you as the color in his face begins to drain as he's come to the realization that he, after many, many centuries of pulling fast ones on people, has become the victim in his own game. Now, Mr. Bordeaux, I do believe I won this game. But, like I said before, a grifter knows a grifter. Thank you for a hard-fought win. That was one of the toughest matches I've ever, ever played in Blackjack. Now, for my winnings, as he reaches up and just scoops the pile closer to him like one of those douchebag people at the fucking um, casinos. Just... What did I truly win with all these chips? Because I have a feeling not all of these are what I expect them to be. Mr. Bordeaux kind of just sits back in his chair. And <laughs> there's a sigh of disappointment and irritation. But then he just slowly nods and begins to smile. I knew I had the right idea when I chose you. <laughs> Choose me? What do you mean, chose me? <sighs> well, no matter then. My winnings are yours. If you want that information, it's going to cost you a little extra. But until... I do believe we this for information. That's the whole part of this shadow game of sorts. <laughs> I asked for information, and that was our original bet. You switched to lie. I've not forgotten our original conversation, Seth. I asked for information. Mm, that's true. You did ask Mr. Bordeaux for information. However, that's Mr. Bordeaux. You're not currently dealing with him right now. Uh... Uh, excuse me? <laughs> well, the least I can do is, uh, now that you've won the game, I could finally lose this getup. And he, he kind of just, with his hand, begins to put it in front of his face. And as he moves his hand down, without touching it, you just see... That as the hand slowly passes across his face, down his body, you just see. So, the best way to describe it is if you took the human skin and it was just like peeled like a carrot. And it's just layers of skin and blood and muscle fibers just coming all the way, melting away onto the floor before stepping out of it like a disguise, you just see a red figure, horns, black eyes, sharp teeth that are jauntly yellow and decaying brown in some areas, 
with seems to be lots of cavities involved. But despite the hideous face, he comes out in a nice little onyx black suit and a red tie. It's a pleasure to finally meet you, Miles. My name is Antelok. And I am one of the seven devas of destruction. Specifically, the deva of greed. Are you are you telling me I just beat a god in blackjack? Not well. Some people revere us as gods. I like to consider myself more of the demonic the devil, entity. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I didn't expect to see a devil in the casino, but man, does that make sense? Well, of course. It's really easy to prey on people's vices of greed. Who doesn't want more than they can bargain for? But of course, most people don't know when to stop. And I just happen to nudge them along to risk it for more rewards, but... As you can see from your winnings, many people over the centuries were not so lucky. Explains why you always won. But of course. Now, was it really your body, mind, and soul that I now own? Well, more. Not forsake your soul, be the devil you may be. <laughs> Well, I think owning is a bit much, but I will say that I am at your beck and call should you need anything. That is, and that, if you that don't... Fire, well, you won fair and square. All you would need to do is just, uh, call on me when you need it. As he kind of waves his hand, you see a parchment of paper appear. Now then, and or as being a devil and such, unfortunately, we have to make things official with some contracts. As the saying goes, the devil is in the details. <laughs> the details they may be. So I reach out and touch the contract to read it? Okay. So, I'm not going to make you roll for this because you won fair and square. So, as you read over the contract, it is exactly as Antelok has stated that he is at your beck and call. And should you need him for anything, you are able to call upon him. However, in this agreement, if you want Antelok's help, he is going to require you to pay a certain price. Now, that price can be a little bit of blood. It could be a little bit of... It could be a memory. It could be another person, for all that matters. But, in order to get something from the Deva of Greed, you are going to need to pay in order to use his services. Pay the ferryman. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's no hidden print. There's no fine print detail I'm missing here. 
No. Miles, I may be the deva of greed, but even a devil is true to the word. Mm, well, not all of us. The other devas are a little finicky when it comes to their contracts, but of us all, I tend to be the most fair, and you won fair and square, and I would never take that away from you. So as long as you pay me the required amount, depending on what you need from me, equivalent exchange will be the only thing I ask. Should you want something small from me, pay me something small. Now, if you're asking for something bigger, that's going to cost you a little extra. Fair enough. Um, GM moment. Mm -hmm. Did I just become a quote-unquote warlock with the Deva of Greed? I mean, technically, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, I guess sign a deal, I may sign. In blood, in ink, in a handshake. <laughs> or are we going to the crossroads and kiss? Hmm. Well, we'll, we'll both sign it. But, uh, blood and pen is not necessarily my thing. And... Antelok reaches with his left hand and touches it to his temple, reaches to yours with his right hand, touches your temple, and simultaneously begins to, after making contact, you see from Antelok, as he pulls his fingers away from his temple, you see a sliver of kind of a blue kind of string-like substance come from his and just for the cl clarity's sake, you can feel the same thing happen to yours. And as he takes both of these blue string-like substances, he puts it in a tiny little bottle and puts it in his pocket and just says, now, payment has been reached. The Thank you for using my service, Master Miles. I don't like Master. Sir is fine enough. Yes, Sir Miles, as you wish. Now, should you ever need me, he takes a black onyx pendant from his... Uh, breast pocket in his vest and places it over your head. Should you need to call me, you just need to say my name and I will answer you as quick as I can. I require a pen. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Hold on, I got another bag. <laughs> I'll get the name in a minute, but that's fine. That's fine. I'll keep them. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> and from there, we're going to cut back to, I guess, the living plane. 
Holy shit. <laughs> so, as we go from the quote-unquote shadow realm, we cut back to the Devil's Playground in present time, where we find ourselves in a small corridor with multiple rooms, some open, some closed. But, uh... There is one particular room that the camera finds itself at. And on the sign of the door, it says the tropical room. <laughs> As the camera kind of zooms in on the tropical room, it kind of just a cacophony of noises can just be heard from behind. And the camera then decides to pan back out into the lobby of the Devil's Playground, where we find... Well, actually, this is a point of order question. So, Gary and Chris, did you guys end up re reconvening, or are you guys still separated here at the Devil's Playground? Last I checked, I was standing near the table they were playing at before th they poofed. Okay, and then Chris, remind me where you were last time. I think you were upstairs, I think. Um, I was at the base of the stairs, yes. Gotcha. Okay, and now, okay, now it's coming back to me. Both of you, yeah, both of you basically saw just Miles disappear from existence in front of you and Mr. Bordeaux. So that is where we're picking up. The both of you just witnessed your street grifter compatriot just vanish with Mr. Bordeaux. Though it seems you are the only two who noticed it as everyone else is kind of still doing their thing. I walk up to my RPI. How much have I had to drink today? Help. Sorry, wrong accent. How much have I had to drink tonight? You asking for the the GM? Uh. No, I'm asking. No, he's, <laughs> he's asking you, bro. Why don't you just do RPI? Go. How much have I had to drink tonight? I'd have to say about three or four glasses of whatever it is that was in it. So, a fair amount, sir. Did you just see what I just saw? Depends. Did you see Miles and Mr. Bordeaux just... disappear? Yes. Well, we know you're not crazy, Mr. Gary. Okay, I'm going to the restroom to uh, splash some water on my face, puke a little bit, and I'll be right back. I'll be right here, sir. <laughs> so, as that is happening, the camera not wanting to uh, see all the vomit go on, now we go back to the corridor, and in front of it is the tropic room. So the camera kind of just goes underneath, so, at this point in time, Hank and, 
one of the lovely hostesses that was kind of fawning over him, decided to come up here. And at this point in time, the door had just closed. So this hostess kind of inside of this room. The <laughs> so the interior of said room is for the most part is very quiet it's quaint i mean it's got some tacky like background wallpaper of like an ocean view and the room inside of it is kind of built like the deck outside of a beachfront house where there's sand towards the back of the room going into the ocean and <laughs> just a small patio with some chairs a comfortable sofa <laughs> And with her feather boa, she kind of puts it around your neck, Hank, and kind of just slowly, come here, sugar. Let's have a little bit of fun, shall we? No. Now you're speaking my language. As she kind of just slowly but sultrily just takes a feather boa, puts you in front of the couch, and just pushes you down. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now then, hun, what can I do for you? Oh, I think you know. <laughs> By the way, sugar, my name is Cherry. What's yours? Frank. <laughs> Oh, Frank it is. My, my. Such a strong name. But with that build, it kind of fits. <laughs> and she kind of takes her finger, just gingerly walks up towards your chin, and grabs it a little bit and pulls it closer. Now what do you prefer, hun? Mango or strawberry? I don't know what either of those things mean. Oh, so we got a newbie here. <laughs> mm -hmm. My, my. Well, then. Be gentle. <laughs> oh, hun, I always am. And I'll make sure to go nice and slow for you. As she... As you're sitting on this couch, she just, how do I describe this? She takes her arms, wraps it around the base of your neck, and kind of straddles you a little bit. <laughs> and kind of starts slowly kissing the forehead. Huh? <laughs> Then makes her way down to your lips. Mm-hmm. And then she gets up a little, sits up a little bit more straight. And with her hand still at the base of her neck, just slowly inches ever so closely into her bosom, if you will. Okay. Okay. 
and, and I'm just taking it all in. <laughs> and as this is happening, <laughs> you know what? Let's make this interesting, shall we? <laughs> so, now I'm worried. <laughs> well, of course. What? You don't have to be worried. <laughs> uh, well, who knows? We shall see. So pulls out an ice pick and just starts going. Ah. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Go ahead and make a notice roll for me, please. Reorganize the computer desk, and I didn't pull out. Oh my. A box. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. <laughs> with oh, a buddy, indeed. With a three. So I only asked this question, Tanner, from DM to mm -hmm. player. I uh -huh. asked I asked this because I do want to make sure I set the scene properly. What? Uh -huh. Without giving too much detail, how much of uh, experience of Hank with the ladies does he ha has he had so far in his life? He's okay. For as big as a flirt as Hank Skinner is, he's only ever like actually dated like three women. <sighs> Okay, so not new, new, but still figuring things out here and there. So not new, new to the snoo snoo. Got it. <laughs> Listen, you. S that is the title of this episode. <laughs> new, new to the snoo snoo. Hold up, I am. Actually, no. That is. Write that down. Write that down. Write it down. Write it down. I will write it down. But then I got to be careful because we don't want uh, <laughs> this podcast to just be innuendos titles. <laughs> uh, but that's fine. All right. Cool. Now that I've written down, let's continue. <laughs> but anti who's. But anti who's. What did I not notice? Well, other than... I mean, you don't necessarily have to notice. You can feel that your face is getting flushed and is turning red. <laughs> so, I mean, it's biology, ladies and gentlemen. That's the nicest way of putting it. Unfortunately for you, Hank, as you are too busy, you know, tasting the melons, if you will, you Ah, okay. You feel a cold metallic object kind of be placed upon the back of your neck. And as Cherry kind of slowly pushes you away, she takes her fingers on your forehead and kind of pushes it into the knife a little bit. Not enough to cut, but she says, <laughs> Oh boy. When they told me, Hank, that you were easy, I didn't expect it to be this easy. Oh. Oh, it's like that then. 
Hmm. Unfortunately for you, love. Have I not have my orders, I actually have a little affinity for you. Maybe we can make this work after business. We can still have some pleasure if you like. Fair enough. Uh... I mean, with the, with the knife towards the back of the skull, I mean, it kind of kills the mood just a little bit. Just a, just a little bit it does. Uh, I'm going to reach into my uh, breast pocket, or inside breast pocket. Slowly. It's like, everything's cool. Everything's fine. Just eyes closed, like pulling out a pack of cigarettes. It's like, okay, now edge one out it's like don't but don't pull it out of the box and just rotate the box towards her it's like it's like now can we talk before we start slicing and dicing <laughs> sure honey as she kind of gives you the nod to light one up for her and stick it in her mouth <laughs> hmm. rotate the box back towards me pull one out of my mouth reach <laughs> other hand inside the opposite side of <laughs> breast pocket pull it out a lighter Flip it open. Light one up. Bring it to her. <sighs> and a gentleman. There's hope for you yet. <laughs> oh, I would hope so. <laughs> now then, Hank, let's get down to business. Well, we was doing that, and then you had a knife at the back of my head. <laughs> I mean, like I said... Business before pleasure. Now then. <laughs> what line of business do you happen to be in, Hank? Um. At this very moment, uh. A Flatfoot's payroll is not all that it's cracked up to be, and I was looking to get some extra money at one of these casinos. Kind of under the table, if you will. Hmm. So. You are looking to score big. Then I think... Uh, sure I'm hoping so. Then I think our goals might align. Hmm. With... Her right hand still on her knife at the base of your the back of your neck she then slowly now granted think as think the outfit as a typical kind of flapper gown so not much room for pockets got it mm -hmm. gotcha gotcha but a girl does come strapped with the garters and the things that one can hide in said garters so she just mm -hmm. lifts up her dress and in one of her garters reaches down and grabs it Pulls it out in front of you. In front of you is a circular medallion. And smack dab in the middle of the circular medallion is the shape of a pointed star. So as you are looking at this, she says, Like I said, business before pleasure. Now, my name is obviously not Cherry. The name's Vivi. Texas Ranger at your service. And with that, 
that is where we're going to cut this session right there. <laughs> oh! Oh, you! You! That was an excellent play. That was an excellent play, good sir. You are very welcome. Did you like, like it, hun? <laughs> yes, I did. I was like two seconds from doing something right after that. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, so... Before we sign off for this episode... Yeah, fucking Miles now has a devil <laughs> at his call. And Texas Ranger Vivi. That should be interesting. Uh-huh. Alrighty. <laughs> so, that is going to conclude this episode. So, to all of you that stuck with us tonight, thank you so much for listening. And as always, from me and the rest of my cast at Red Harvest... Remember, take care of each other, love one another, and as always, let the good times roll. Stay tuned for next episode to see what kind of more snoo-snoo things might happen, apparently. <laughs> but until then, catch you next episode.